Hello, hello, kinky listeners. We are so happy you're joining Eve. And Adam. For Eve Owns Adam. This is episode three. Uh, We do promise that eventually these podcasts will become closer together. But this summer has been a little bit of a challenge getting some time to record them with our family life being so home. Uh, I do not promise that next summer will not be the same, though. So you guys are just going to have to bear with us in the summers, but we do promise to keep it kinky. But as we have more subscribers and more listeners, and I was actually surprised to just check the analytics that it is growing. Yeah. A lot more of you are listening. So the more you listen, the more incentive there is for us to make these. Exactly. And the more you guys send us questions, the more material we'll have for you. So we're very excited about this, but we have a question. We got a question in Instagram. And this is so exciting. So we've got a couple questions from Instagram, and we'll address those later in the show. But we also got a question from a friend of ours who knows our lifestyle and Mm -hmm. uh, knows that we have switched. And she was curious about why we switched, which we addressed kind of in the first episode. But also, how has the switch from Adam being the dom to myself being the dom how has that changed our perspectives of either the role we previously fulfilled, which I think is something Adam can probably talk a lot a lot more about than I can, and the role we thought we were going to fill, which that for me has been, I had a lot of misconceptions about doms. And I mm-hmm. think you probably had some misconceptions about how you were doming and maybe if we ever switched back. You can address things you might change as a dom. So this could probably be, I think this will be a great podcast for anybody who is really interested in doming because we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that today. And this is going to be a lot more focused on doms. So if you are a dom, capital D, put on your pants and come on. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have pants on, but. Or take your pants off. Yeah, well, I won't encourage any bad behavior openly (laughs) all right all right let's get to the meat of this wink (laughs) all right we're gonna be serious now but not too serious because that'd be boring all right so some of the misconceptions and things we'd change all of that uh so like we said before i used to be the sub adam was the dom i am now the dom adam is the sub We are a total power exchange couple, so this is going to be very focused on that. Um, And I won't say this is an exhaustive list at all. So if you guys are, uh, if you guys are out there and you want more examples, please feel free to send them in. Um, I will go first. I'll say I had the the biggest misconception I had about doms is I thought, man. A dom's life is so easy. All they have to do is sit back, have their drinks filled, have meals cooked for them, and uh, get their dick sucked. This Mm -hmm. is just so simple. Like, what more could you want from life? Uh, I I won't say lazy because I I never viewed Adam as a lazy person. Um, But I just didn't think a lot of thought had to go into things. And boy, was I wrong. That is a total falsehood. 
and contrived out of a very naive position, I think. I, I don't think I understood just how much you have to think and you're not thinking for yourself. I would ask, when I was the sub, I would ask Adam silly questions like, what should I paint my nail color? Or like just these very simple decisions. Mm-hmm. And he decided everything for, for me. And that is that is what we've allowed in our TPE relationship not that, only that but i don't think i even complained about it when you asked ever me this stuff. no I was never like, okay this is part of it never you know? never complained about it yeah. he was very i always thought eager and willing i never yeah. even considered it might be taxing for him to have to make decisions for me and for him and additionally like i don't mean to bring up family so often but we both have we both have families and children. And when you add that as an additional stressor, I, I understand it doesn't actually have to do with the lifestyle. But when you have that as an additional stressor, it can feel like, oh my God, I don't just have four children, now I have five. Definitely, yes. And so you take over this responsibility of I have to not just make sure I'm gratified. I have to make sure this other person is satisfied and gratified in a sexual way, but in vanilla ways. Like I said, when we went to a restaurant, he would choose my meals for me. So he had to bear in mind any allergies, any dislikes, any dietary restrictions, whatever was happening. He had to know that for himself and for me. And I think that is a, that's a big responsibility. I think um, you can sum up by saying that Dom's job is to make sure that the sub is safely fulfilled in the relationship. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that is that is that's the point of having a Dom, and, and not just to fulfill, but to subtly push the limits farther. You know, exactly because that is at the end of the day, BDSM for me at least it started as a very physical thing. Um, I am a masochist by nature. Um, I've learned that just like batteries have pluses and minuses, all magnets have a plus and a minus. I think people have those too. So to bookend my masochism, I am I am a sadist, very, very strongly a sadist. I, I like both. Um, so it started very physical for me, but there's a much deeper psychological realm you go to, especially with um, total power exchange. You... I think one of the one of the best memes I've ever seen. It said, uh, "I have I have touched you in a million places that I couldn't imagine fucking you, or my hands could never touch." Something like that. It was something about how the psychology of it is yeah. so much deeper than the physical physicality of it could ever yeah, be. For sure. And, uh, and that really, that struck a nerve with me, both for doms and subs. And that, that is the idea. You want to live rent free in your subs head. You want to be the thing they think about when they wake up in the morning, the thing they think about before they go to sleep at night and every moment in between they're wondering about you and what you're thinking. Uh, so you're, you're really controlling their mind. And, and I think that's a very beautiful thing within bdsm 
I agree with that. And I think to achieve that, though, you have to keep them on the edge of uncomfortability. Discomfort is the word you're looking for there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> discomfort. We'll <laughs> you and uh, Webster. <laughs> Me and Webster call it discomfort. But within the balance of trust. So there's this balance there. Like You have to trust this person, even though they're pushing you and you feel slightly uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. that's how it stays top of mind. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So I, I definitely think I had a huge misconception about doms. Doms were, in my mind, not lazy people, but always happy people. Uh, pretty carefree. And I didn't realize subs are more likely to be carefree in a TPE relationship because the tasks that they fulfill, although they are, there could be a ton of tasks that you're performing. It depends on your dom. They're very checklist, kind of mundane. You repeat, rinse, wash, repeat. Whereas a dom, you're thinking 12 to 24 hours ahead constantly. Uh, If you have a scene that's outside of the norm, like Adam and I, have sex every day (laughs) at least (laughs) at least once uh so not all of those uh interactions are always scenes Uh, you know they're not totally planned out thought out scenes sometimes they can evolve into them in the moment and sometimes they are i will plan them out ahead of time and i know when we were switched you would think these yeah, so whatever I was done, I would plan more elaborate, drawn-out scenes. Yeah. Now, they happen less frequently, but they were bigger scenes. Hours long sometimes. Yes, they were bigger scenes that really pushed the limits of both of us. I yes, yeah, We I think sometimes we were both like physically and mentally exhausted from them afterwards. Yeah. You probably more mentally. I always thought very, I was very mentally exhausted from no, it. I was but exhausted after There's no that. way I could... I, I can't even do scenes as long as Adam did for me. Because I'm such a new dom. So I think uh, that is, that's a misconception I had. Is I thought it was just very taxing on me to do a scene. And it's much more taxing as a dom, I think. I think scenes are much, much harder as a dom. Much harder as a dom. Yeah. So I, I would say if we ever switched back, the biggest thing I'd take away from being a dom is I'd be, I'd be a lot more appreciative of scenes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt like you were always pushing, hey, when can we have a scene next? When can we have one? When can yeah. we have one? Like you, and I just thought, well, like, man, I'm, why aren't we having these once a week? Like, I'm still tired from the last one. It's been two weeks. <laughs> All right. So for me, that was my biggest misconception. And I'd say that's the biggest thing I've learned is just how much a dom thinks and has to prepare to actually do a scene and really how much you have to think and prepare for your day-to-day. But on top of that, a scene, holy cow. <laughs> You're just adding so much more. But Adam, what about you? Did you have any misconceptions about subs? I don't think I had any misconceptions, really. So you, I mean, you were like, man, I'm going to fall into this, and I know exactly what I need to do. I, Based on being a dom for over 10 years, I knew the type of sub I would like to have, and I aimed to become that person. That's fair enough. And, and if, I think you have. And if it... If, I feel like it's mostly fit the type of sub you would want to have 
ideally the only thing is I, I don't like pain so much and you're more of a sadist. Yeah. Where I love the psychological pain and I never went there with you as a doll much, but Yeah, and I there there are reasons for that. Uh I've gotten a couple questions on mine about why degradation is hard. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not actually something I feel comfortable going into right now. Maybe if we just build up a very loyal following, you guys will get a fun story one day. But I, I suffice it to say, I went through some abuse. Um, I, if I, if it ever comes out who I am, uh, which I hope it doesn't, we, we, we are an anonymous couple. Um, but. I would like to preface that and say my family is wonderful. It was not my family. These were boyfriends or, uh, you know. Ex-lovers. Ex-lovers who were not kind to me. Um, So that's all on that. Yes, I'm more of a... So degradation was really hard for me to accept. Accept and... And to dole out because... yeah. Because I, I think how can I do this really to somebody I respect, admire, love? And you do feel that way about your sub. You, yeah. Even if you degrade them, it doesn't matter. You still respect, admire, and love them. Yeah, that's true. But it to me, it's just part of play. Like, it's not a personal thing. So, and it's arousing for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's physical pain, it's not arousing. It fucking hurts. <laughs> 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 but I can endure it. Because I know it gives her pleasure to give it, but really enduring is not the same thing as receiving pleasure from. Right. So. And I can endure degradation if I know it's something you enjoy. Right, but you you need a good bit of aftercare after degradation. Yeah, I I, I don't know who doesn't because or, you know after physical pain, I just need a, a cold beer and <laughs> a whole football game. That's I don't all know. you ever need is a cold beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Watch that physique of yours, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> um, so what? So okay, no misconceptions, but, but athletic dad bod is the name of this physique. Athletic dad bod. There's nothing dad about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Just athletic oh. bod is fine. I'll take that. Eve likes what she got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, so what what did you, what have you learned? I, I asked you a question, sub. <laughs> I have learned. Well, to, I know whenever you're a man, a male sub, and you're horny, it's real easy to put yourself second because you're just driven to do whatever it takes to have your sexual satisfaction fulfilled. But whenever you're not in that mindset, it's really, really hard to not be selfish. Yeah, to, to keep being a sub. To keep being a sub. To stay in sub mode is, is pretty tough. And I've, in my mind, I'm a visual person, so I think about waves. And like how high am I on the sub wave or how low I am on the sub wave? And where am I in it right in any, any given moment? So I think, that makes sense. Yeah. Like before I orgasm, where am I? After, where am I? Or in between, where am I? And for anyone who's a female dom, um, or interested in becoming a female dom, or wh- wherever you are in your your progression, 
Um, if you're an experienced female dom, you're sitting here laughing at me and saying, duh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Uh, but don't let them come. Hello, like keep them from coming. Uh, and that's a tricky balance too. You have to know your sub, but don't, don't let them come in the morning. If you want to have a day where they're serving you, let them come at night, maybe once or twice a week. That's, that's been a a fair balance for us. That has become the the balance but don't let them this is the secret nobody tells right. you I, I probably come twice a week yeah yeah and you probably come a dozen times a day if i want to yeah <laughs> so but that's fine because I, I i am not fulfilled by my oral orgasm you know like it, it does give me a reset and a recharge and i sleep better and eventually you have to i mean sexuality is a part of being a human yeah about being alive but psychologically I'm not fulfilled by it it's just a physiological thing that has to happen in my body to reset like eating right basically feed me <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I am much more fulfilled by her orgasm than my own and I would say the same is the same is true for females except I don't know if it's sociological conditioning or culture I don't know if y'all can tell from our accents we're from the south and we like that, and we will say the word antebellum here, and um, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen, and that's all right. We're, we're not going to get all upset about it, but we're Southern, and, and with that culture, I still think there's a very, shit, antebellum mindset, like where women are more subservient. I mean, there's, there in, in our hometown, there is a bigger per capita of churches than anywhere else in the world. Like, you drive one block and there's a church. And, I mean, there's enough churches for everybody to have their own. Um, and I think that can sometimes play into a woman's mindset of where her place is in the home or how she should be in a, a, a sexual relationship or a domestic relationship. So, for me, falling into sub life was simple. It was being a wife (laughs) there was no there was no question to me like yes I do the laundry yes I'm gonna go take care of the kitchen yes I'm gonna do this and it was it was easy to check those boxes but like we said earlier subbing is kind of a a a checklist you you run through your task for the day and you've done them um so I think going if I ever went back to subbing it would be interesting to see what has changed Mm-hmm. So for you, what has changed is, I, like I said, I think I would be much more appreciative of scenes and a little less demanding, even if it was unintentional demanding on on Adam. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it would be tricky because now that I'm a sub, I would tend to want to be the type of dom that I want as a sub and maybe not the type of dom that she needs because I can be pretty hard, even as a sub. You know, sometimes I can still be a hard personality. Oh, he makes me cry at least once a week. Right, and I pay for that now as a sub. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I love but it. I but I am a hard personality. Sometimes I force myself to cry just so I'm like, yeah, he gets a whipping. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> don't believe that for a second. Yes, I do. You're a mean old thing. <laughs> but so I can be verbally very harsh. I can be physically harsh. I can be all of it. And 
as a sub, I like it. I like to be put down and put in my place. But as Eve as a sub does not like that so much. She wants to be more treated with a velvet paddle psychologically. Yeah, no, psychologically I'm very tender. Um, right. I can take a beating. No, no, as far as physical beatings go, like, she'll pass the torture test way past what I will do. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like the physical torture. Um, I like physical sensation a lot. So I'm much more of a, a sensational sadist, masochist, yeah. and you're much more of a, yeah. a, 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 psych- a psychological sadist and masochist. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Although I, I, physical sadism is fine. I can... Dole. Yeah, you can dole it out. You just can't take it. Right, pussy. I can dole it out, but I don't. Not that I have to dole it out for my fulfillment, though. No, I do no. it for yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was all for you. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Harder, 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 harder. Yeah. Was kind of my mantra for mm-hmm. a few a few months until he kind of settled in and learned to trust me and knew. Well, I passed the the trust test. Like he knew I wasn't just saying it. And it's taken a little longer for me to not trust him because I do. I trust him completely, but break down my own barriers to psychological sadism. I'm, I'm right. learning and, and getting, getting there with it. But if any of uh, you, can, you guys can send us your questions, but we're, we're both new to not BDSM, but our own roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only like seven months in. So if you have tips on that, please send them our way. We will we will happily accept tips as well as questions. We don't claim to be all knowing in any way. So send send tips too, please to me, Evo and Adam, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just so interesting. So we're trying to build on some of the psychological sadism. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we start the degradation, yeah, degradation, humiliation, all that kind of stuff. And we, we recently had a scene I liked a lot. And she said, for a scale of one to ten, you know, how intense was that? And I'm like, well, I don't know, four and a half. And I, you know? I think a perfect scene for the sub should be an intensity of six to eight. You don't want to you really don't want to get your sub to a yellow point. I don't think. Maybe not. But see, whenever I was a doll, physically, I would push you until you said yellow almost every scene. You liked you liked getting me to a yellow Every time, yeah. I want to know where your limit was. And as soon as you got there, though, I'm back down. Yeah, but, but, but I, yellow but, also signifies, like, I'm going to need aftercare after this. There's something yeah. that's going to be needed well, after yeah, well, this. Well, as a dumb, you just have to accept that responsibility if you're going there. Right, you know? right. So you, you might not want to always push your sub to a 10. But I'd right, say between right. hold between a 6 and an 8 because yeah. that's where they're going to be the most sexually excited without pushing them to a point where they feel broken. Right. Or like they might break. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. So that's always a fun question. Um, the other the other things I've gotten questions about on my Instagram. Uh, one, I want to just shout out to Master of Excellence. Uh, he listened to my podcast, shared the podcast. He's a dom. But he reminded me that our entire episode two was about vetting. We didn't even use the word vetting. And it was about vetting. So thank you for the... What word do we use? I don't know. Interviews? We just... <laughs> we just we're not professional podcasters. I don't know if y'all know that. We're trying to become professional podcasters. But I've got uh, some stop tips for you, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are uh, we are not professional podcasters, so sometimes we get a little nervous. Sometimes we have to have a, a quick drink while we're ha- we're doing this, and uh, so we we appreciate your patience and y'all bearing with us and listening listening yeah. to our. Yeah, last rambling. It was totally about vetting last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So that's I don't know what episode two used, was but. vetting. Yeah. So shout out to to Master of Excellence. Thank you for the quick correction. Um, then I got two other questions. Um, one was, uh, how do we know, um, or what what kind of questions do you ask after a scene? And I thought that was a really good question. Ooh, if you're a dom or a sub. Exactly. It depends, and it depends on how what what the scene was. So I'll right. s- you you go ahead because you you got excited there. I noticed. No, it's just uh, obviously we don't talk to each other about this beforehand. We're just kind of letting it rip. So let her rip, handkerchief. <laughs> no, if you're a dom after the sub, you have to be reassuring, especially if you sense something's not quite right mm-hmm. or kind of slow with them you know how was this for you what do you like this and like last night she asked me to go from one to ten how was i think the scale of one to ten was a very it's a, it's a kind of a good way to gauge it you know yeah so like once we switched i realized that my the range of dominance and submission i have is a really really big range mm-hmm. like i can go way to one win or way into the other I kind of hover, even as a dom, I'm going to hover even more protective and a little yeah. subby, like very, very nurturing. I, I'd say I center around, in almost every aspect of my life, a very nurturing quality. Yeah, so I'm just asking, you know, what can I do for you? What can I do to help you after the scene? And, and as a sub, honestly, as a sub after scenes, all I ever ask you is, are you pleased? Are you happy with me? yeah. That's all. I, that's all, literally all I care about. I and I, as a sub, I would always ask the dom. I would ask Adam. You know, how is it? Did you? Were, are you happy? Are you satisfied? And are she you would good? always ask, "Can I come one more time?" <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that <is> true. <laughs> no, but I would ask, like, when's the next time I can come? Um, oh. But hey, that's that's my physiologic physiological <laughs> response to coming is like, wow, this is an avalanche. Let's keep going. Hmm. Um, no, okay. So as a dom, I don't actually think that that you need to be open and aware, and maybe ask a few questions. But I I actually think that responsibility falls more on the sub. That is a responsibility a sub has. You, if you're uncomfortable or something didn't go quite right or you felt out of place, they cannot read your mind. I think it is more on the sub. It's it's your responsibility to voice that. I agree with that. And Just... as a dom, it's your responsibility to be unoffended. You yeah. cannot be upset or you have to be open to whatever they say. And yeah, whatever they need to reconcile. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's not only right after a scene. That could be the next day, a couple of days later. Yep. You know, you after, can, after you reflect on what happened. I, I actually don't even, as a sub, I don't even like talking about scenes right away. Yeah. If, that, I'm, if I'm in a, in deep sub yeah. mode. And when we first started, I didn't even want you, like, sticking around for a long time after a scene. I wanted to go be on my own and reflect. Yeah, we and, and that uh, we weren't very romantic when we started. It was purely B- BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And now I love the crap out of this dude. <laughs> hmm. But in the beginning, I wanted to I wanted to go take a bath, be on my own, light a candle, meditate, and think about what happened so that I could voice it. I yeah, think. And makes sense. And after seeing now as a sub, I can I either want to be very very close to her, or I can just go by myself and watch YouTube videos and drink beer. <laughs> a cold beer. <laughs> yeah, I can drink cold beer and <laughs> and reflect that way, or just not even reflect, just kind of space out. Yeah, yeah. So, so it just depends on the, the nature of the scene. It has to do with a lot of that. Yeah, I'd say there's there is a a time and a place, and it's going to depend heavily on your sub or your dom. Right. Um. So I thought that was a a good question. Um. And then we got another question that asked about. Um, red flags. What are red flags oh. in an opening conversation? We kind of talked about that last time, vetting. Um, but somebody wanted to know if there were like any definite red flags. And for me, it would be, again, not an exhaustive list, but don't... It, somebody who's not willing to talk or have like very honest conversation mm-hmm. beforehand is a red flag if yeah. if you are brand new um somebody else who's brand new i'd say is a red flag and then somebody who insists on trust up front like without knowing them or having met them is a red flag just trust me is not something you should buy into or do trust takes time to build yeah. and i think those are those are my three big red flags going into anything i would say this for my red flag it doesn't matter if you're a dom or a sub but if they use any kind of bdsm title name to call you before you have any kind of agreement or arrangement that's the red flag so for example if you're a sub and some female mistress Writes you saying hello slave yeah like, you're not her slave yeah that's an agreed upon like no 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 you don't you're not going to approach me like that right or if say you're just because a, adam is my slave does not him make him a slave he right. is not your slave he is my slave yeah, and, that's something we have come to in an adult consenting relationship right and i've pointed that out very uh what's the right word aggressively aggressively in some messages yes yeah because i'm i am not a submissive personality no i have chosen to be that way towards eve and that's it so it and on the dom side if girls approach you and say hey daddy right and all this you know i understand if you're a man and you're horny like it's arousing you're like oh yeah let's go pursue this but it's probably not going to be a healthy relationship like right. If you're just looking to fuck a girl one time, you could probably achieve that goal. And maybe that's all she's looking for, too. I don't know. But it's not a true BDSM relationship yeah. that's going to be fulfilling to you in a BDSM sense. I'd agree with that 100%. Yeah, don't. And I, I kind of lump that in with the just trust me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like just trust me. Uh, I've got this on lock. No, uh, there has to be some sort of conversation, some sort of agreement in order to get where you're going. Um, other than that, 
I I don't really have anything else for this podcast. Do you? No, I don't either. As as a new sub, I've had a lot of women hit me up trying to just extract money. Oh yeah. <laughs> Femdom is not Fendom, and financial domination. Fen Fendom F I N Dom. Yeah, I thought you were Femdom. Female domination is not fin-dom, financial domination. I was wondering, I was wondering yeah. if you were going to talk about sharks next. No. No, what no, kind of fin no, you're talking about. Not that kind of fin. No. Yeah, if they want your money or pay a tribute, man, do not give these people your money. They are probably not even the person whose profile or picture they have on their social media page or dating app page. There's probably some man in Nigeria trying to scam your ass out of $25. Wow. Period. Interesting, interesting uh, note on that. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Nigeria for a total of a year and a half in two different stints. And Nigerians actually do not believe in stealing. They do believe that if they can outsmart you out of your money that you're just a dumb cunt and they're going to take your money. <laughs> they're not yeah. upset. They don't feel like they've stolen from you. So yeah, don't don't do this. <laughs> Especially if this girl looks too good to be true. Yes, look for all authentic- too good to be true. Yeah. Authenticity is Look for authenticity and my advice is to get a FetLife profile. Even if you're not active on FetLife, you can look for events and groups in your area. Where you can actually meet people face-to-face. And meet real people in the lifestyle. Now, you may not be attracted to these people, but these people know people, and these people know people. And I mean, you're looking to build something of substance here. So so invest a little bit. On top of that as well, I think finding a mentor is always a good thing. Finding a sub who's an experienced sub or a dom who's an experienced dom is, is... great if you are new and you don't have a partner and you're just kind of looking to navigate the waters yeah and i'll say both of us are open to helping anybody yeah out. yeah absolutely like if send any, any either one of us a message yep absolutely um I, doms or subs whoever yeah, yeah yeah absolutely for sure and if there's something i don't know i would be happy to reference you to somebody who does yeah absolutely so yeah. um any more questions hit us up on instagram eve owns adam and adam worships eve mm-hmm um, and Eve owns Adam at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And we are on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We are looking to expand into Apple. Um, but you guys keep listening. Keep sending our stuff to your kinky friends and telling them to we, listen. Share. We're, we have almost had enough listeners now where we can start to monetize this thing. If we do that, we can talk more regularly at least. you know? Exactly. Because we'll have a little bit more free time. So. Yeah. You guys help us get there, and we look forward to coming at you a, a, a little bit more often, at least. I would, I'd like to do it at least every couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal. So anyway, until next time. Keep it kinky.